This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, Each lifetime is the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. For some, there are more pieces. For others, the puzzle is more difficult to assemble. Some seem to be born with nearly a completed puzzle, and so it goes. Souls going this way and that, trying to assemble the myriad parts. But know this, no one has within themselves all the pieces of their puzzle. Like before the days when they used to seal jigsaw puzzles in cellophane, ensuring that all the pieces were there. Everyone carries with them at least one, and probably many pieces, to someone else's puzzle. Sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't. And when you present your piece, which is worthless to you, to another, whether you know it or not, whether they know it or not, you are a messenger from the Most High. End quote. And those are the words of Rabbi Lawrence Kushner. Lawrence Kushner was born in 1943 in Detroit. He's one of those exceptionally difficult people to identify birthdays simply because there's just not a lot of detailed information available for him out in the open source area, and I'm simply not willing to dig into the Detroit records to go find it. So, 1943 appears to be the consensus. It's probably correct, and that's fine. And Rabbi Kushner is a name you might recognize if you listen to NPR, as he's a regular contributor to All Things Considered, which is a very popular show there, and has been a practicing rabbi for decades. And today's quote is interesting, one of the oldest in my book. It goes all the way back to about 2010-ish, when I heard about it from who knows where at the time. Remember, I wasn't as good at copying down provenance of quotes back then. Shame on me. But that's about the time that I heard this, and I can't even necessarily pinpoint the exact year. I have a chronology in my mind, sort of, based on where quotes are in the book, in the physical book, to know kind of how old they are. So I guess it was probably around the 2010 time frame that I came across this. And this this quote is great, and I like it for many reasons. First of all, it turns out it's actually widely regarded as more of a poem than a quote, though I never really read it as a poem. And this, like all things that kind of surprise me, prompted me to dig a little bit deeper, and I realized that while I've consumed many poems, I can't quite define a poem. So I did what any lost and confused millennial might and asked the internet. And some of the sources were less than helpful. For example, Merriam-Webster defines a poem as, quote, a composition in verse, end quote. Well, thank you very much, Merriam-Webster. That is extremely helpful. Oxford and Cambridge, always in competition with one another, gave similar definitions, but much, much better. The former said, quote, a piece of writing in which the words are chosen for their sound and the images they suggest, not just for their obvious meanings. The words are arranged in separate lines, usually with a repeated rhythm, and often the lines rhyme at the end. end quote. Cambridge says, quote, A piece of writing in which the words are arranged in separate lines, often ending in rhyme, and are chosen for their sound and for the images and ideas they suggest. End quote. Much better. And lastly, the Collins Dictionary, which is one I'm less familiar with, was more descriptive. 
Quote, a poem in, is a piece of writing in which the words are chosen for their beauty and sound and are carefully arranged, often in short lines that rhyme. End quote. And if I'm being honest, I think the Collins definition is the cleanest and the most digestible. The others are great, Oxford and Cambridge, very detailed, as you would expect. But I like the Collins dictionary definition, so we're going to go with that. And so, those help, I suppose, in defining a poem. Essentially, what it boils down to in my mind is image-evoking words that sound good together and sometimes rhyme. Okay, got it. And while this isn't a formal poetry explication episode, we're still going to take this thing apart for its value. And we know that not all poems rhyme, of course, because you can check out my quasi-formal explications for proof of that. But this set of lines also doesn't rhyme. And while these words do sound good together, and do certainly evoke images, right? When he talks about a puzzle, you can see that in your mind. So, sure, I guess I'll allow this, that this is a poem. And these lines, or this poem, or whatever we're calling it now, originated in a 1977 book by Kushner entitled Honey from the Rock, Visions of Jewish Mystical Renewal. And I haven't actually read the book, to be fair, which would probably help to clarify if this was meant as a poem or not. And so therefore, I'm sure that's not where I necessarily got these words from, but they clearly made their way out into the world, taken from the pages of this book, and as good words tend to do, they landed in my quote book. I think this quote is very interesting, so let me read the quote to you one more time for you to consider, and then we'll dive in. Kushner says, quote, Each lifetime is the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. For some, there are more pieces. For others, the puzzle is more difficult to assemble. Some seem to be born with a nearly completed puzzle, and so it goes. Souls going this way and that, trying to assemble the myriad parts. But know this, no one has within themselves all the pieces to their puzzle. Like before the days when they used to seal jigsaw puzzles in cellophane, ensuring that all the pieces were there. Everyone carries with them at least one, and probably many pieces, to someone else's puzzle. Sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't. And when you present your piece, which is worthless to you, to another, whether you know it or not, whether they know it or not, you are a messenger from the Most High. End quote. This quote grabs me right out of the gate. The metaphor for human life being a puzzle is one that is not hard to understand at all. Many people, perhaps you and certainly me, have felt lost at times, unsure where we are, where we're going, or where we even want to go. Per Kushner's metaphor, we are missing pieces which don't allow us to see the full picture. He immediately creates space in the metaphor for all types of people, some being built from more pieces. Think of the difference between a 1,000-piece puzzle and a 500-piece puzzle of the exact same image, and some puzzles being more difficult to assemble. If you've ever done those fun wooden puzzles that have the strange shapes that are non, they're not four-sided with little cutouts and little nubs, and they have those odd Shapes that don't necessarily fit together quite right, or worst, oh my gosh, the worst are the ones that do not have actual corner pieces, but instead have two strange angular pieces that come together to make a corner, so they're not obvious. There are very difficult puzzles out there. My wife and I, when we were living long distance in the early part of our relationship, spent close to two years each completing a 2,000-piece puzzle from either side of the United States, virtually once a week together. It was something that we did while we were apart. Neither one of us worked on the puzzle in between. And it was something that we would talk over. We would each have a drink at the end of a day and work through a puzzle 
and it took us nearly two years to complete this 2,000-piece puzzle of a castle in Germany. And to this day, I still joke about how I hate that castle, because it took us so long to put that thing together. And when a good third of that puzzle was clouds in the sky, it was, a, uh, it was an adventure. But if you consider those things, it fits with my understanding of humanity, and probably yours. Different people at the same age, or another way to think of that is time available to put their puzzle together, are not at the same level of, quote, doneness, right? Everyone wants to complete their puzzle, much as we all want to complete actual puzzles, as much as I wanted to complete that contemptible German castle puzzle. And maybe you don't do jigsaw puzzles. But there are other types of puzzles, and you want to solve them, I promise. Don't believe me? Consider that if you are politically opinionated and vocal, you're trying to solve a problem. You're trying to solve a puzzle. So too when you offer advice to a friend in need. Their situation is a puzzle. You're trying to solve it. Our whole lives are filled with puzzles, both made and human. And the crux of his argument comes over the next few lines. No matter how easy your puzzle is to assemble, no matter how put together you are when you come onto this earth, none of us have all of our pieces. And we have other people's pieces. Well, isn't that just neat? Thanks, Rabbi Kushner. Imagine now opening a puzzle box only to find it short by about half the pieces. So you can maybe put a smattering of pieces together over here. You get one little edge over there. They're not necessarily connected to one another. The whole thing doesn't make sense. You may not have any idea what it is you're building. And in order to complete that puzzle, you have to go get the rest of those pieces one by one from other people, most of whom you don't know or don't even know have or will one day give you the one piece from them that you need. It's almost maddening. No, in fact, I'll say it. It is maddening. It makes my brain hurt to think about that. And that is a great feeling. What's more, the pieces for someone else's puzzle that you hold don't fit your puzzle at all. Nor do the pieces others hold for you fit theirs. That box that you just opened up, that has half your pieces, and it also has a bunch of weird pieces different colors, different shapes, different materials that have nothing to do with your puzzle. The one that you yourself aim to complete. And, on top of that, you may not even know when you've given away a piece or received a piece. It's just there, or it's just gone. Perhaps the only indicator is a slight feeling of greater completeness, more at ease with who you are and what you see, a sense that you're slightly better off than you were. And to take the metaphor even further, I'd go so far as to say that sometimes the pieces we receive from others don't slot right into the puzzle on the first try. Sometimes they take a long time flipping and rotating, as you know often happens when you're working on a puzzle. For example, the clouds in that German castle puzzle that I was working on. They're all white, or various shades of white, very subtle, different shades of white. And it got to the point where I had sorted the pieces by shape ones that had four cutouts and three cutouts and two and one, so that when I found a gap, I could take a piece and I literally just pick up all the pieces of that same shape and rotate them into position and try them all until they fit. So too, sometimes with pieces of ourselves that we receive from others, they don't slot in naturally. We have to try and fit them. We have to rotate them. We have to press down and it doesn't quite set. Or we put it in a place that it doesn't fit, it'll slide in, but the edges aren't aligned. And we have to take it out. 
same thing. And sometimes you receive a piece that fits in a space where there are no other adjoining pieces. So you have to wait for the other surrounding pieces to arrive from still other unknown people over the course of your entire life for them to make sense. And by then, you may have even forgotten when or from whom you received the original piece. But it's yours now. It's part of you. And that is incredible. And that's why I love this metaphor so much. This is, perhaps, why we are compelled to interact, to be social, to be communal. Because deep down we understand intrinsically that we are dependent on one another for our own completeness. Maybe this is compelling enough for some people to see that even those they think might have nothing to offer. Indeed, may have a critical piece to your own puzzle. Thus, we shouldn't automatically discount anyone, lest we overlook their value to our lives, and our value to their lives. Whether you believe the last line about being a messenger from the Most High or not, the metaphor is a strong one, and helps to explain the complexities of life. That confused and scared feeling we all get, like we're drifting through life, just waiting. And what I like to imagine is that tricycle kid from The Incredibles that says, for something amazing to happen, I guess. And if that's you, perhaps I submit that what you're waiting for is your next piece, or pieces, to arrive from their current owners to you. So don't be afraid to interact with people. Don't be afraid of anyone. Because they may have pieces for your puzzle that you need to complete who you are. And you may have pieces of their puzzle that they need to complete who they are. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening.